This is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. Like, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. Are you ready to be fucked, man? Providing insight. It kind of sounds like some kind of howler monkey. Commentary. It's a vaginal lead-up. And conjecture. He has found himself in a world turned upside down. And now, Gutterball. I sensed a little extra enthusiasm in that countdown. There was a little bit. I made little, like, <laughs> little guns with my hands firing <laughs> off in the air, one, two, as I did it. Boom, boom. You kind of did some Cisco-esque noises there. I could hear them. Cisco? Cisco-esque. Like the, uh, Thong Song Cisco? There's only one Cisco that I'm Benjamin aware of. Benjamin Cisco? Cisco the Router? I'm so confused. His name is Captain, so that's what you call him. Captain Cisco. You're right, he did make noises like that. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this. We There was a Deep Space Nine drinking game, and I had to drink every time he made a noise that wasn't a word. That night did not I, I end well. I remember that part, portion of it. Are you kidding me? And then somehow... Like, five minutes in, after he'd made, like, 14 hoots and hollers and whoots and whistles, like, they, people kept dumping more shit on me. It's like, anytime, and I think this is the part we talked about, anytime then he was referred to or referred to somebody else as old boy. Old man, yeah. Old, old man, then yes. I had to drink also. That was the thing I think did you in, because... Anytime he referred to Dax as old man, you had you had a drink if you were Cisco, and and the noises. It was a heavy Cisco Dax episode. They're really and he exploring said old man their relationship a lot in that, like more probably than the rest of the series combined <laughs> in that one episode. And it was, that's what makes these games so fun. You know, you never know. You what never you're know. There's a handle of Yukon Jack was involved. Not a, not a proud moment. <laughs> Everybody else was just like, they'd done like two shots in an hour. And like, they had this like slobbering, like incoherent ape, like thrashing and rolling around the apartment. I don't know. I remember myself personally falling asleep at like 8.30 p.m., <laughs> well, back in the day, that was an accomplishment. These yeah. days, like, sometimes it's 8.15 and I'm starting to eye up the clock a little bit. Like, hmm, maybe that'll happen relatively soon. Once it hits 9, it's fair game, you know? You could start, uh, you know, packing it in around 9. That's but respectable. It's respectable. Not 8.15, 8.30, but those were different times back then, Bradley. No, definitely. <laughs> different, different times. Hey, I see here we don't have any revisits. Is that true? Can that possibly be true? It might be. It just might be that we never uh, took the time to really consider any, but I think we did a really good... I, I'm happy with the previous episode. Like, we did a good job on that minute, I thought. All right. Well, And, and I, we, like, got into it and, you know... We actually talked about the movie. 
Camilo offered some great color to the whole thing. It was good. Thank you. Yeah, he did offer some color, but I want to tell you, I made sure to lock all my doors this time. So, I yeah, just it's probably for the best. It's for the best. We live in a neighborhood apparently where people wander into my home, so I made sure the door is locked. So unless, unless I left a window open somewhere, which I don't think I did, it's kind of cold out. We should be good. No more surprise visits. It turned out okay. I was a little worried, but, uh, you know, he behaved himself for the most part. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get. I know it. When when some blathering dude comes in out of the cold into your home while you're recording a <laughs> nice podcast. A nice, respectable fucking podcast, you know? It could all go in the shitter real quick. Anyway. It's just a very thin cellophane really holding it all together. It's crinkly. It's a little crinkly. It's like wax paper. It could fall apart. I went now I I didn't tell you about this, but I'm just I'm just doing it. I'm just going for it. You know, I'm gonna throw some rocks and I'm introducing the quiz tonight. So you know, you can give me some input, but I figured we could ask five questions. I have a, it's a Lebowski-themed trivia quiz. And this was submitted to us by our good friend Gordon. Long, long awesome. time ago. But I figured we would start asking some of these questions here and there. But you're never going to know where they're going to show up. You know, so you got to oh, listen I to see. the episode, you know. It's I see like what you're doing here. It's some uh, blackmail, some listener blackmail. So if there's a listener that knows the answers and wants to respond, well, first, is there like a prize? There, there are two prizes. Um, I purchased, and we, you know, we've been teasing this for like a year or something. <laughs> I think it's only been like 10 months, actually. Okay, 10 months. Let's, let's not exaggerate. But I went to the little Lebowski shop in New York, in the East Village, and I bought two big Lebowski t-shirts. So I have to, I don't even remember which ones they are. They've just been sitting in a drawer this whole time. So I'll have to get them out. I'll take a little picture of it, of them. I guess we'll do one at a time. And uh, we'll post that somewhere. Yeah, check it out. Gutterballs.tv And from there you can find all the, find the stuff. extraneous shit. Check it out. Go there and look at the Tumblr. Are we gonna... So, probably we don't post the, que the quiz questions there because that's the enticement to actually listen to this nightmare of a podcast well let's start out yeah start out with the uh the questions just in the episode see what happens see what happens but then how do they submit answers that's well, your that's problem my problem well okay so i'm gonna suggest they go to gutterballs tv and click the contact link okay that's right there prominent in the navigation the navigational menu if you will of that site hmm and uh, they'll take you to the contact form and, you know, just say, yo, I want to uh, 
I want to uh, answer some trivia questions for you dorks. Here's my answers. And then I guess we have to be like, question one, and then they say in, in the message, question one, and then they give the answer. That makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, we, we're not going to make like some we, kind of special form or anything, are no, we? No, no. They can just contact us with their answers. You know, we're all adults here. I think they can right. deal with putting the answers into a form, and we can deal with interpreting that. Right. We're all adults. Um, we have come at this point in our lives and careers to expect a certain degree of unprofessionalism, and we're all used to it. So, deal. Here's my question, though. I have this quiz here. It's a lot of, it's a lot of questions on it. Do we ask all of them, or do we pick and choose? Hmm. This is why preparation sometimes. Is well, important. sometimes you should probably prepare for things. So. But. I would say, um, because <laughs> there, if we don't ask all of them, then it's going to be like question four and then question 12, you let's know, ask all of them. Well, let's start. So let's, let's just do, you want to do one? Well, let's do one now. And through this episode, how many do you want to do? Like five? Yeah, probably three? five. Let's do five. Five. We'll do five. Right, or three. Do I don't one. know. I didn't even consider three. We could do three. I don't care. Five let's is do nice. Round number. Right, let's do five. Five. Okay. You know we're going to forget to answer, ask questions again. We're going to do all four at the end, probably. Right. But you never know. That's, In, you know, it's a mystery. It's a little mystery. So, question number one. The Big Lebowski's mansion was also used in the Batman movies and Meatloaf's I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that video... So I guess you have to figure out what the. <laughs> That's a question. But that was like the, a statement, right? And then, but there's an ellipsis, so I guess part of the challenge would be actually figuring out what the question is. Good luck and Godspeed. I love it. It's like a meta question. <laughs> can is. you figure out what the are you? Can you figure out what the question is? See, no. Here's more preparation or lack thereof. It's multiple choice. So I have to read the possibilities. They right? don't need the possibilities. No, they don't need that. I don't want. No, they can. They can just fucking answer the right. question. Fucking. It's a, this is now a fill in the blank. Grow a pair, you know. Yeah. And figure it out. Don't be so needy all the time, mom. <laughs> all right. Well, there we got that out of the way, and we'll see if we can remember to ask another one. I doubt it. Um. What do we got? We don't, you want to talk about the movie at all, or let's we let's could. just go into it. Let's do it. It's I saw the uh, Veronica around. Mars movie this weekend. Oh, did you see that? Did you back it? I was a backer. So that was a Kickstarter-backed movie. Yes. But it was only, what was it, 50%? Like, they had to reach a certain amount on Kickstarter, and then the studio agreed yeah, to, like, Yeah, I think they just needed, in. exactly. They needed to just, I think it was like they wanted to generate... Jeez, I should have these numbers. But I think they it was pretty modest. Like they only well It's like two mil or something it's that relative. they had to get on. I think on it was like actually one million is really all they needed to to generate possibly. Gotcha. But they actually ended up generating two point five million. And then the studio would give them another two or four or six or something yeah. stupid. 
Yeah, I think it just kind of proved that there was enough interest for one. Right. Which I'm not sure if it really proved that, because I think Veronica Mars, like, okay, cult TV show from a long time ago. It's either like you love the show so much you're willing to give money to back the creation of the movie up front, or like you just don't care. Now, if I may would ask, would be my guess. If I may ask, how much money did you donate to, or well, not donate, I guess, how much money did you commit? I believe I did 35, and the reason I kickstarted that level, because that got me... A DVD um, of it or something? That got me the digital download of the movie available on the same day it came out in theaters. Ah. Now, did you see it in the theater? Wasn't it playing? You were recently at at an event where I think that may have been playing yeah it was down there but i didn't i didn't see it there okay but i did i did do the whole but it was available download on friday and you could download it. it the same exact time that that was in the theater down there bam yeah pretty it's much accessible. friday it came out in theaters and it was also available to, for download hmm. on that same day so i never watched that show i don't know anything about it yeah it is a good show if you like that sort of thing. Is it's is it is, is John Whipple involved with that show at all? Um so only in the most tangential way. Okay. He, he he's a tertiary contributor. He never really contributed to my belief except for the fact that he did he influenced the creators. Well, he, he did um like outwardly state his love for the show and he did make a cameo appearance in one episode as a parking lot attendant okay i guess Um, that's not too bad yeah i mean it is it is somewhat it is somewhat whiplesque whiplesque yeah i would go for that i mean i think i don't know it's hard to say right since I, I don't know. I'm going to say it's whiplash, right? But maybe it is in such a way that someone that doesn't really like JW mm-hmm. might actually find this tolerable. I don't know. Mm. Since I'm not that type of a person. Right. Like maybe it just has You celebrate some of, the man's entire catalog. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> okay. I'd go pretty close How to How far that, would though. you go? <laughs> I'd go pretty close. You go pretty close to that. The um but so there's a reason I brought this up though. All right. We were tweeted just a little while ago. I don't know if you noticed this. No, I have not been on on the, our Gutterballs Twitter the, account. The, we the were tweeted by um at I Audrey. Oh. Who um I happen to know is a big uh, Veronica Mars fan. I believe the term of art is marshmallow. <sighs> but um, <clears throat> I'm trying to contain my quivering rage. Let's just go on. It's fine. Let's hear so it. So the the so this actually touched on something that I was actually so recently. Um, my wife, Christine, the playbill was oh it's been outed had we ever actually said that okay i'm pretty sure we all have. right all right we haven't it's been outed yeah. all right it's been outed. she she was recently re-watching all of the veronica mars 
series. Now, what is it? Like three seasons? Three seasons. And she noticed, and she started sending me, like, daily, little, like, she would, like, kind of, like, record the screen with her iPhone and send me these little clips and stuff. Because the the show is full of Lebowski references. Is it really? Like, chock full of them. (laughs) Um, And someone out there made a super cut. No way. So, at iAudrey sent us the actually she sent us the link to rob thomas the creator of the show his not no relation to the lebowski no relation no no relation but he did a uh but here's this article in slate that has the link to the um the supercut and as it mentions here he didn't do the supercut himself no no okay I'm not entirely sure who did it. It might have actually been on Slate did it. Because Slate has this article here, Why Veronica Mars Makes So Many References to the Big Lebowski. And do they answer that question? Well, it says here... um, It says, Last week, Veronica Mars creator Rob Thomas gave Vulture a rundown of the key pop culture influences on his beloved TV show which is now also a movie. One item on the list, The Big Lebowski. Quote, Hardcore Veronica Mars fans might know that we were trying to sneak all of The Big Lebowski into the show. He said, We were just going line by line. He wasn't kidding. And then there's the link to the supercut. What does that mean, they were just going line by line? Like they were just adding every single line. Much like we were going minute by minute, they were just going line by line in The Big Lebowski and embedding every line. I would say that's somewhat of an exaggeration. That seems like it. They but were there's probably a lot of picking stuff and in choosing. there. The, the, the strange thing about the supercut, it doesn't even include everything. I know it doesn't. Because there's some things in here. I mean, there's certain scenes. So there's a scene where Keith, who's Veronica's mom, or Veronica's mom, Veronica's dad. I going to say, that's a fucked up show. Yeah, who, um, you know, he's going, it's it's pretty much they recreated the entire, it wasn't just like a, a slight reference, this was a huge, they recreated the whole like dude and Brant scene. where The, the original one where he goes out onto the terrace with Bunny, or? No, the one where. In the West Wing the, where he gets the briefcase? No, the one where there's like the wall full of accolades and pictures. Ah, and yes, they're talking through and he's like, oh, what's this? And they, you know, and they have some Brant like, he's not really Brant like, but some kind of like, you know, yes man, toady type guy being like, you know, and like, uh, did Keith you say, did you say like yes touching, man? He's like fingering the little <laughs> hole on the thing, just fingering like the, the dude. Hole. Yeah. It was really in there. And then, did you say the, toady? Just I real said quick. toady. Yes. Okay. Yes man, toady. Yeah. Yes man, toady type guy. And then, you know, and in the supercut, they kind of show a little bit of that, but it goes on long because then even like the guy comes in that Keith was waiting to see. And again, he's in the little motorized chair and everything and continues to go on. But even that, there's much more, there's smaller pieces in there, you know, like in the one scene, one kid is harassing the other kid and he's like. Um, Do you see what happens? He was like, is this, oh, now I can't remember. But then I was like, you're entering a world of pain. He was like, is this your homework, Larry? It wasn't, a, it was something like that. I was like, yeah, something. Where's the money, Larry? You're entering a world of pain. Kind of mixing two different parts together. But anyway, there's a lot of stuff there. Well, we should grab this and put it somewhere for definitely people. Need, we'll definitely uh, be putting this in the show notes and on the Tumblr, I think. Excellent. And as they mentioned, and so I didn't, you know, the simpleton that I am didn't even put it all together. 
Because as the article explains, why go through all the trouble of making so many Lebowski references? Veronica Mars owes more to the dude than just the stray quotation here and there. Like Lebowski, Veronica Mars is the story of a semi-accidental private detective who tries to crack cases in Southern California. Hmm. Okay. Veronica Mars combines high school TV drama tropes with film noir, much as the Coens mix noir with stoner comedy and their own idiosyncratic set of influences. The Lebowski (laughs) references really tie the show together. (laughs) You know, there's a bigger picture sometimes, Brad, than we realize. You feels very Lebowski-ish. There's there's more to the world than meets the eye, and sometimes, sometimes we live inside a dream. I'm gonna have to, I might have to watch this show. I guess. I mean, do you think I would enjoy it? Honest opinion. I'm kind of an asshole. You might not like it. You're doing a good job already. That's one way to make it more plausible that I'll like it. I would be surprised if you like it, but drive I would down say the expectations. There's a chance. And I'm not really even trying to turn down the expectations. I'm just saying I don't think it's your type of thing. But you're telling me there's a chance. But I'm telling you there's a chance. <laughs> now did you enjoy the movie or did it not deliver because Again, expectations have been driven up too high by waiting 10 years for well, it to come back around. my expectations and... weren't that high because I was like, I'm somewhat of a realist. And I never, like, loved, like, I really liked the show. I didn't love it as in, like, okay, I watched all three seasons. If there was a fourth, I definitely would have watched it. I wasn't like, oh, they have to make a movie. I need to see Veronica and Logan get together. Like, we have to do it, you know? I wasn't like one of those people. So you're telling me she doesn't get with Logan during the entire course of the show. Thanks, oh, thanks man. S- you'll see. You'll see. But. 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 So what I'll say is I thought it was okay. Um, I enjoyed it as someone who watched the series and enjoyed it. If I never watched the series, there'd be no reason to watch this movie. Not to mention the fact the movie would probably be completely incomprehensible. Hmm. That's how I felt about Frozen, which I tried to watch last night with children. I like Frozen a lot. Incomprehensible and angering. Every time I thought it might... starring Kristen Bell. Do something. It was Veronica Mars. And then they... You know what they would do every time? I thought it was going to be alright for a little while. They would sing? They'd fucking sing. See, it didn't bother me. The singing didn't bother me in that. I guess I should have assumed there was going to be fucking singing in the movie. Since it's a Disney movie and they all have fucking singing in them. Angers me. I hate it. I really hate it. It's just such a... Such a cheap out. You know? Let's appeal to the lowest common denominator and like... Sing the story and sing our emotions out there. It's just, it's like lazy filmmaking. And I know at this point it's a whole, you know, it's got a whole history. It's a whole genre that's well-respected, but 
Fuck the singing. I hate it so much. I just can't. It just does something that makes me just totally just like a EKG go flatlining. I'm done. I can't hear it. I can't see it. It's gone. Do you generally like movies that, that sing their plots to you? I think it depends. It really depends on if the music. We've talked about this before. If it's some, there's some sort of like, if it's like some kind of, the music in Frozen was very accessible and was somewhat. What does that mean? Accessible. Hoppy, it's rocky. always supposed to be accessible because they want to sell CDs of sure. the soundtrack. Well, like for example, we talked before, like Les Mis is not accessible to me. Never saw it. Can't talk Rent about it. Rent is not accessible to me, but for completely different reasons. Um, Did you say like, for example, Moulin Rouge that used like pop songs that we're all familiar with. I thought that worked really well. Possibly the only musical that I can stomach. I enjoyed that. Because the music wasn't, I think you were able to relate to the music somehow. Well, and wasn't it like, and wasn't it like, didn't it take place? Wasn't it set in a place that was a theater that had songs? So like they were motivated in that way? I mean, somewhat, not completely. Not completely, but at least somewhat. They're not like traipsing around the frozen wastelands singing that would be weird but if you're in a theater i never knew you were such a reality junkie (laughs) (sighs) you know reality junkie that's pretty strong that's like saying you celebrate all of jw's catalog maybe it's close but maybe brad just maybe I do want to be closer to the unvarnished truth. And I think a musical by its very nature is far, far removed from the unvarnished truth. Nobody goes around singing their life to everybody all around them. Well, I think it's just a question of... Except Benny. Like, Benny used to do that, but that wasn't amusing, really. Well, if you but if you looked at something, let's say like the work of a more surrealist filmmaker like David Lynch, yes, right. I mean, I could argue, and I think you would as well, that like his somewhat unrealistic portrayals of things, yes. actually get at a deeper truth. I see what you're saying. So I think it's possible for a musical to do that same thing in a similar way. And have you ever experienced one that did that? The, here's yeah, the difference, yeah. though. I would say musicals that I like do that. They Here, use the music appropriately to actually get at something effectively. Okay, that's fine. But there's a difference between using something appropriately and then using something that doesn't fit. Not that it doesn't fit. So you're comparing, like, that that esoteric, like, uh, red curtain scene from, like, a Twin Peaks or Fire Walk With Me, where you do have somebody actually singing the legendary Jimmy Scott. You're comparing that to the songs in a musical, 
which is no. fun. Well, maybe. Well, that's what, you're, that's what you no, just okay, said. Fine. That's what I'm doing. I'm not comparing the legendary Jimmy Scott saying it is a musical, but I am. Yes, I'm saying the same way you could have a surrealistic but or, or to, even even not even that strong, like an impressionistic filmmaker, right? It's the sure, same thing. Sure, and, and your argument is that they're similar because there's the potential to get at a deeper truth. Without, yes, they're, like, convey, having they're two conveying people. an emotion and a meaning in a non, a non-linear, not non-linear, but a non uh, non-narrative way, perhaps. Yeah, and that's and I get that, but to me the difference is, and this is key, is that having a song in 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 your movie to get at the deeper truth makes it easy. Like it's it's almost like sugarcoat. Here it is. Here's what we mean. Well, I and think it again depends. The Have red curtain s- scene in Fire Walk with Me does the opposite of that. It makes it mystifying, Have and you, you have to work harder. Seen? Well, I don't know about that. True Detective. Yes. No. Have you seen Hedwig and the Angry Inch? No. Okay. Is there music in it? Is there yeah, singing? it's a musical. Okay. But it's not like Frozen, and it's not like Moulin Rouge, and it's not like Les Mis. Well, musicals, they're all original. You know, they, they reinvent the genre every time. Uh, That's why they're I so wouldn't... great. <laughs> yes. So how about we talk about some Lebowski here? Okay, let's do it, because, you know... We're almost 30 minutes into this. I don't want to go to bed angry. But the V-Mars thing was, was very... Uh... Was Lebowski related? Yeah, that's Lebowski related. That had a, a touch of, of relevancy. Do you want me to ask another question? Look, I remembered. Hey, do it. Holy shit, I'm going to do it. Okay. The other Lebowski, the millionaire, lives in... I'll say that the choices are towns. Okay. I will give that much. Lives in what town? Lives in what town? How about we say that? That works. Which I guess is like, you know, a town within a town. Lives in denial. (laughs) Right. You could try that. You could try that. He does live in denial. He does. He does live in denial, yeah. So there you go. There's two questions. Proud of ourselves. I'm going on to the, basically the first... The first note I had about this movie and watching so should we this minute, yes, play the minute now. Oh shit! See, I remembered the question. You remembered the mechanics of the show. Let's let's we're, play the minute. We're a team. We're in this thing together. Fifty-one episodes. Let's play it. I'm the light, and you know, has it ever occurred to you that instead of uh, you know, running around uh, uh, blaming me, you know, given the nature of all this new shit, you know, it, it, this could be a, a, a lot more uh, 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 complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Well, I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. And, and shit, man. She kidnapped herself. Well, sure, man. 
look at it, you know, a young trophy wife in the parlance of our times, you know, she uh, uh, owes money all over town, including to known pornographers. <laughs> and that's cool. That's that's cool. I, I, I'm saying so. What <sighs> I'm going to say about this minute. Is I love that the dude, he blathers on for this entire minute. Right. Straight. One interruption. Yes. At one point, the titular Bowski <laughs> does interrupt him to say, what in God's holy name are you blathering about? And the dude is indeed blathering. I've never heard truer blathering than right here. Yeah, and he ends it like with a pregnant pause with this expectation of like, hey, I just laid some knowledge on you. You might be blown away by this. But instead, it's just incoherent <laughs> rambling. Yes, yeah. It's making perfect sense in his drug-addled mind, right. you know. As and ugh, I have it paused, and this. So here's a revisit. I won't stay too long in it. But at forty nine forty four, the dude's mouth is open in sort of a round O shape, and it's another like black hole of a void. Like the dude yeah. has the darkest mouth like interior mouth region that I've ever seen. Yeah. When it's I was so trying creepy. to get like the screen cap of the dude in the car for the previous episode, episode, uh -huh. like any shot of him talking was really fucked up. Either like it was like this really void, black void mouth or there was just really bizarre, gross. Yeah. Just gross mouth shapes and eye droopiness. Yeah, it's like you want to fill it in with something, like get some pinkness in there, something. Like, you know what it reminds me of? The Chris Cunningham-directed Aphex twin video, Come to Daddy, mm -hmm. where that old lady's there, and then the guy with the huge mouth is, like, standing in front of her, roaring. It's like a profile shot. First time I saw that, uh, I had to get some paper towels for the couch yeah. that was some great cinema right there that's back when they knew how to do it but anyway that's, that's when this... they didn't pull the punches no they were in touch they did but uh here i'm making yeah. a note the dude's uh black hole mouth shapes again i guess what dry, you know, and there's something about this, and maybe it's part of why I love this movie. His blathering here. I mean, he's pretty much doing exactly what I do. <laughs> In meetings at work? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, let me tell you. And I think like, I have such great wisdom and knowledge. And I think I do. Or on this show. <laughs> but I do, exactly. You've listened. To, if, if anyone, yes, as you listen to this show, you try to listen to this, right? It's just incomprehensible nonsense with a bunch of ellipses and starts and stops and you knows like. See, you you have it good because I have to edit this. So like I have to trim off the front where we do our countdown. I have to trim off. I have to insert the minute into there. So like I have to sort of listen to it like as minimally as possible. But I have to like I have to hear us do this dude-like blathering. You don't have to, you don't ever have to hear it again. You just get to go blah, 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 and then never hear it again, which must be real nice for you. All you do is you 
post it there, and then you're done. Yeah, I listen to about the first 10 minutes of each episode. Wow. But it's enough to... uh, Really put you off. (laughs) Really, yeah. To really make me think, shit, I really gotta, like, do better next time. (laughs) Next time. Speaking of Benny, I mentioned Benny, who used to live like he was in his own musical. He'd bring the uh, bullhorn or the karaoke machine into the bar I worked at and uh, sing along to it, splish splash, I was taking a bath long about a Saturday night. That kind of thing. Um, we, and, you know, I liked Benny, he was alright, but he was a lot to handle, and he had some problems. Emotional, psychological, otherwise, um, you know, personal hygiene-related problems, you name it, they were there. But anyway, we always imagined that when he went home at night and finally found his cave that he would crawl back into that he'd walk into his door and like look in the mirror and go oh damn it did I just was I really at the bar with a karaoke machine singing splish splash I was taking a bath right. he like comes at home the and like sobers up a little and right, like, sobers up a little Jesus like, what the did I do did I do that again he's like fuck Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. I'm cleaning my act up. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna shave. I'm gonna take a bath. I'm gonna get all cleaned up, and I'm gonna basically start making the rounds and apologize to everybody and like clean my act up. But then, you know, it's 10 a.m., 11 a.m., and he's already in the soup, and he just does it all over again every day, like an alcoholic starting up his regime every day. But every night he comes home, it's like tomorrow's gonna be different. Yeah. I don't know what I was relating that to. Something about... Well, the, the, the whole I guess dude's the blathering, dude. my own blathering, my kind of half-hearted yeah. attempt to do better next time. Right, do better next time. That never actually comes. Never happens. There are people who do get better, though. I'm I not... think uh, I get better just very, very slow. <laughs> baby steps, Brad. I he... never want to take a step bigger than a baby's. <laughs> That's which, just not safe. Which is why you move so slowly. It must be infuriating for you to take such tiny steps with the potential that your gait could have. The dude's got this, uh, I don't even know what you call it, um, the rip cords around your hoodie, you know, the two, those string oh, okay. comes out either side. Yes. I, I remember this happened to me growing up a couple of times, and... Well, it happened to me once, I think, where the cord that goes around your hoodie and you can cinch it tight on both sides, keep the cold out, or the light out, if you're hungover, as in the dude's case, has all been yanked out down the one side. It's and such it, a tragedy. I oh, And it happened to me one time, and I was like, oh, oh no, this is my favorite like gray hooded sweatshirt. It might have been like a UNLV sweatshirt or something. And I was like, shit. And it was like halfway around by the time I noticed. And like my heart just sunk. And I spent like, this was another like bike lock sort of incident. And I spent like (laughs) hours 
like slowly, like millimeter by millimeter, trying to eh, because you know you squeeze on the the fabric surrounding the cord to try to move it forward, but then you're holding the cord in place, so you can only like get it like these tiny incremental little movements at a time. Hours, hours is not even fair. Weeks it probably took me to work this thing back around so I could just get the little plastic tip. So you were actually successful. I, I'm pretty sure I got it. Wow. Eventually. I would just pull it out the other end and just get rid of it. And no. Like, I would still oh. use the hoodie. I just mm-hmm. was like, well, I don't have a, a little uh, tightening string anymore. No, oh, well. but, but you got to chew on those once in a while. You know? Okay. Yes, you do have to chew on them. And I was going to mention chewing on them, but I was like, you know, that's maybe that's a little disgusting. too weird. Right. No, that's you disgusting. have to chew like, on it. I must be the only one that did that. No, you got to chew on that thing. And then what? You're going to have the hooded sweatshirt with no chewing cord? Crazy. But yeah, I eventually worked it out. But then it was explained to me that there are ways to get that oh, there out are of ways. there. You don't want to know about them. <laughs> what time is it? I could have that out of there by three o'clock with a chewing end. But no, you get like a like a needle. And you you peer like you pierce it in there and push it forward, I guess. I could imagine an implement. Yeah, thin like a needle. Thin kind of a thin, flexible tubing in essence but it has one of those little pincers inside oh so you could get to the other end you know what i'm talking about it's very hard to describe it's kind of like a like a plunger almost like a syringe you you punch in but then what that does at the other end is kind of like push yes this little claw open yes so you could have like a kind of like a long flexible tubing with one of those pincer type mechanisms yeah. It was even possible to make one of those flexible, and then you can get in there and then like grab onto it and pull it back out. See, my fear would be though, as you as you worked it around the empty space, because you have to go halfway around the the half moon shape of the channel. My fear would be that you would keep pushing it further back, because I think maybe it didn't even start halfway around, and I tried to like use a chopstick or so, like a coat hanger and like put it yeah. through there. And I just ended up keep like shoving it further and further away. Well, that's because you, yeah, well, that's because you need the, you need the little grippy thing though. Right. Just but, get it to the right point. You can even like you said, like with your hand, hold mm-hmm. the cord in place so it doesn't go anywhere. And then just like, you need a second person, you know, to like manage it, the, yeah, it could be a two man operation. But That'd so be easier. my idea was just have a needle, just like a sewing needle, and you start where the cord is halfway around, and you push it towards the opening. Like you insert it into the thing and go push, take it out, push. Mm, Instead of nice. trying you're to use like your, rowing a boat, like rowing a boat, this, because then because uh, uh, okay. the problem is always you're grabbing the fabric and the cord to try to pull it, which obviously doesn't work. But with the needle, you pierce the the channel, the fabric of the channel, and you go into the cord now, and then you don't have to hold the actual channel part. You can hold just below it, 
and push with the needle. I think that's how they do it. I mean, your plan is much more elaborate and way fancier, and I'm sure it would work just fine. Well, I think your plan is more elaborate. With a needle, you I just, just put use the a much in. more. I just use a much more elaborate implement for a simpler plan, whereas you use a very simple implement with an elaborate plan. How is that elaborate? That's what you would try to do. I'm just using... You have to do this whole, like, weird metaphysical rowing yarn maneuver repeatedly. <laughs> and you just have to, like, I'm wave just doing, your like, magic wand and have surgery a... on a hoodie. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Now, I would chew on it not with the hard plastic end. I would double it over and have, like, a loop, and I'd chew on the loop. See, I think I chewed on the hard plastic. But see, the problem is then you'd ingest pieces of that plastic, because guess what? Eventually that hard plastic is gone. Oh, eventually it's gone, because you've chewed it away. Right, and eaten it. You've eaten it. Sure, you spit Ah. it out, but you've eaten some of that. He also has a, and I, I don't see this happen, but he has a drink stain on the front of his t-shirt. It's not there when he first gets thrown into the car, but it's there during this whole minute. Now, once he leans over, and I guess maybe this could be a revisit, but you can see it there. Let me see if it's... It's like at 50-30, you can see kind of a loop. It's looping over right right above sort of where his uh, sweatshirt and t-shirt are all folded up. And is sort of just to the left of center. See, it's kind of looping over there. It looks like shadows. But that's a drink stain. You can see it better at 50-45. You can see a little bit more of the texture of the drink stain. Well, he is gesticulating wildly. With this he drink is. in his hand. He is. Oh, and you can really see it at 5049. <coughs> he leans. You need me. get your cough button. At, so I don't uh, have one, man. Well, I, I know. Get one out of I this know. new recorder. Right. The problem. I've been holding this cough back for like the last 30 minutes. You just go for it. You just go for it. But at 5049, you can see like more of the texture and shape of the drink stain. But I would have thought that would have happened when he got thrown into the car. But as a matter of fact, he didn't spill it when a man threw him into the car horizontally. But instead, during his one minute long blathering spree, he gets so worked up that that's when he actually spills his drink. Not when he gets launched horizontally into a car, but at some point while he's talking wildly. He was being very careful at that point. He was. Careful man, there's a beverage here. (laughs) <laughs> Which was another quote from Veronica Mars in that supercut. As it should be. It's one of the greats. I had another uh, sweatshirt note. Oh, no, it wasn't. Well, it's t t-shirt. There's the drink stain on the t-shirt. This reminded me of the time I peed on myself. I mentioned that uh, you should remind me to tell you about that. I don't really want to now, though. I changed my mind. We'll save it. You have to save at least some semblance of dignity. 
Yeah, I'm gonna try. Uh, Brant is trying to save some semblance of dignity, but he's getting close to the edge. <laughs> Brant, like, doesn't know what the hell to do. Especially after the titular Lebowski delivers his what in God's holy name are you blathering about? Brant's hands become so uncomfortable, they both of them lift up into the air. He rubs himself a little bit, and then they both lift up, like... And I'm not sure what that is, like... Yeah. Maybe he's gonna try to protect himself somehow from the horror. It's his... <laughs> he's just not sure what to do. His face is just so... He is so... <laughs> the I eyes... don't even know what the word is for this emotion. Like, it's a mixture of fear... And just, like, it's kind of like what might happen with that little old lady in the Aphex Twin video. It's like, like fear around loudness, but also some level of amusement. It's as if they had put you in a room next to the room where the Aphex Twin guy and the little old lady were. And it was like, one inch plexi, you know, perfectly safe. Nobody can bust through it. And then they sat you there and told you to look in the next room. And then that happened, which, you know, as long as you're completely safe, could be kind of funny, but it's totally horrible at the same time. But there's always that little threat of like, yeah, maybe I'm not totally safe here. Like, maybe it's, the plexiglass has holes in it so you can hear the sound. Right. You know, so he could come and his spittle well, could that, fly through the holes. Yeah. So I'm going to, like, shed some more of my dignity right here. Okay. And say, like, that is, like, my kind of reaction and feeling. And that's probably my look now that I'm seeing it. I have a... I, I feel like I look very much like Brant in this moment here. When I am on certain, like, haunted houses at amusement parks. <laughs> and I'll tell you exactly what and, I'm and thinking And they of. stick your hand into a bowl of grapes, and they tell you it's eyeballs. And yeah. boy, that really gets you. Well, it's not even that. So, Knobles. All right. You familiar with Knobles? I'm familiar with Knobles. Knobles is an amusement park in rural Pennsylvania. It's awesome. Right. Back and in they, the back lot, they have the aquatic monkey boy. No, no, no. You're thinking of the Bloomsburg <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so, uh, at Knobles, they have a haunted mansion. You just you lost get in a like little car that like goes listeners. on the track through the mansion. Okay. There is a part in that haunted mansion where you're kind of like, you kind of go through the darkness, like, okay, you see all kinds of things, and, you know, thing, loud noises scare you and kind of startle you, and, you know, I think I just don't like being startled, is what it comes down to. Like, at no point am I afraid, like, yes, I'm afraid there's actually a ghost or a ghoul here. I just or... don't like being startled, though. And I know all these startling things are coming, but there's one moment in this haunted house that is just cruel. At one point, you, you, you go through like a dark area. You're in essence in the dark now. It's probably mostly dark. 
Yeah, it's mostly dark. Some areas, but you know, there'll still be things like some kind of like black light on a skeleton or something. Right, right. right. You get into this area where it's just Ooh. like you go around a corner and it's dark. And even though I know it's coming, I just can't take it. I look like I'm just ready for this. So this ha- you you go to this year after year and it's always the same and you know it's coming? That yes. kind of thing? I okay. mean, I generally try to avoid going on it because I'm like, I just don't really enjoy it. It just creates anxiety for me. But you have to so, make excuses. You don't be like, no, God, uh, let's not do I'm not in the mood. That's right. that's kind of lame. Let's not do it. So you, <laughs> you don't want to be like, oh, guys. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Or it's just like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, little Timmy doesn't want to go on the, sorry, on we, I we're guess not I'll going. just, I'll, you guys go and I'll just like, you know, <laughs> you we'll bl- wait out here. You blame the kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What happens is you go into the dark and you're in there for a couple of seconds. Like, okay. And then all of a sudden there are headlights like right in front of you. Like, in instance, there's a car directly in front of you, huge, go from the dark to huge blinding light, and the horn is just on. Ear-breakingly loud, huge bright. I know it's there. It's like, okay, all of a sudden there's now a car, and you're going to get run over. <laughs> all right. That could be upsetting, though. I can understand And it's that. just the, again, it's the, like, being startled. Even though you know it's coming, you can't help. It's like a, you know, Elma. Um, uh, Reflex action, like you jump out of your seat a little bit. You can't help but do it. Even you know it's coming, it's like you something that bright and that loud just suddenly comes. Like the signal goes right from your eyeballs, like into your muscles. It bypasses your brain. <laughs> and I just fucking hate that. So while I know this is coming, I'm sitting there like Brant. So in the build up to it, in the lead up. Yeah, in the lead up, you I'm sitting like, like this. Because I know this is coming. Hands are and coming up off like the that. legs, the thighs. You're, I'm kind oh. of my hands. My hands are on the thighs. <laughs> fingers spread, splayed with tension. Face <laughs> kind of pushed back in a grimace of anxiety <laughs> and fright. Eyes darting left and right. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly me. That is exactly what I look like in the car in that haunted house, waiting for that stupid damn car horn and headlights thing to go off do you hear the horn first and then the lights or is it simultaneous i feel like it's simultaneous yeah it's just cruel that's pretty bad i gotta give you that that's pretty bad so i have a time when i look like brant and i just realized this as you were telling this story and relating this emotion i have a problem with any extremity or opening in my body, any any weak spot, ears, eyes, not so much the nose. I mean, I picked my nose enough as a little kid. I guess I'm over that. Uh, like dental work, obviously. Who doesn't? Fingernails aren't great. Belly button is the worst. Like anything... I just can't take it. I wear glasses. I didn't want to wear glasses. So this was about the time... Oh, I around, know where this is going. Around the same time where I broke my swearing sobriety. So it was a time of great change. I was embracing new things and, you know, just trying on 
new uh, emotional outfits. So I started swearing. There's that. And I decided that I'm going to get contacts. <laughs> this is actually a twofer. But we'll do this first. So the contacts, um, it's all fine. But you have to... I don't know if you know this, but to put a contact lens into your eye, you have to touch your eyeball, Brad. And somehow that fact escaped me. Right. Until I ended up in the ophthalmologist's office. I guess that's, I'll just call it the eye doctor's office. And I got the, all the prescription going, and it's always terrible. It wasn't too bad. They didn't do anything too crazy that they didn't do for glasses my whole life anyway. Right. But they didn't, then, like, stick a tiny needle into your eyeball or something. <laughs> no. No, they didn't. Uh, so then I had my contacts, but it was like being in a police interrogation room with one bright light overhead. And they set him down and said, okay, we can't let you leave with these until you put them in your eyes. I said, hmm, <clears throat> okay, I'm now a big why boy. Why do you think that is the case? I guess they just wanted to make sure that you could do it and you weren't going to like fuck it up somehow. I don't know, like you fold it, it in You fucked <laughs> it up! <laughs> like put it, like... Jab it too far in and it moves around behind your eye, or like, I mean, I could imagine all sorts of t folded it in half and just jabbed it into the, your iris. Right, you need Who to knows? do it once successfully, so you know what it's supposed to be like. Right. So you're not going around the rest of your life with a folded up contact lens <laughs> behind under your, your eye. eyelid. I don't know. I don't think these contact lenses are all they're cracked up to be. Kind I can't see shit. So you put it on your finger, and then you have to watch your finger with this lens on it come right towards your eyeball with your eyelid wide open, and then you have to press it against your fucking eyeball. Now, do you have to? So I don't have contacts. I was recently entertaining merely in my mind the idea of getting contacts <laughs> good luck now i'm kind of like yes oh you do have to kind of like put them in and that i'm not sure i mean that that requires a level of mastery and self-discipline that non-contact wearers i'm i don't think can quite comprehend not even close to even understanding how it's possible but you don't need to like super touch your eye. I mean, it's just kind of like you have this lens on the tip of your finger and you just kind of like boink gently goes on there. Right. <laughs> you, just, you just said boink about touching your eyeball though. Imagine, imagine boink, but it's not like you're, you're like poking somebody in the chest. Boink is you touching your eyeball. But isn't it like, the moisture of your eye just almost just sucks oh, the just, contact just lens yes. right off your finger. Yes, wonderful. So anyway, hour and a half later, I got contact lenses on my forehead, in my hair, they're down my shirt, 
It's like I would get within an inch, half an inch, and it would just, my finger would veer off course and it would literally end up like on my forehead. I couldn't get, there was like a force field around my eye. I couldn't do it. Or my eye would close and it would be like on the side. And I was like, Leslie, is it, did it work? Did I get it? It's like, no, it just fell on the table. So that's phase one, Brad. Phase two, you have to get it out. Ooh. Uh-oh, shit. So, yeah, maybe it's just a little boink and the moisture of your eyeball sucks it on. What about getting it off? You have to use two fingers and let go and, like, squeeze. Oh. You have to do a little squeeze. No. (laughs) That's not true. That's That's not true. That's impossible. That's not even why I make this Brant face, though. I just got sidetracked on that. I make this Brant face and body motions and, like, get all wound up like a, like a overwrought spring for the fucking glaucoma test. Oh, where they blow the little air they on it? Pu- and I can't handle it. And, like, I jump two or three times before she ever even presses the air because I know it's coming and I'm all and I go and my body jerks back and like they either laugh at me or get pissed off it's like I I didn't do it yet you have to put your please don't move (laughs) and I'm just like 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 a live wire just jerking around trying to keep my eye open I'm like jerking back it's like I didn't I was just adjusting the thing please sir (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't do it. That's the worst. That's like the car headlights and the horn for me. Yeah, no, similar idea. Yes, definitely. You don't mind the glaucoma test? I mean, I don't find it particularly. I mean, I do have um, a very mild version of the, okay, I'm braced for this. It's going to happen. But it happens so quick. Ugh. Like, but by the time I would, like... Yeah, I guess it doesn't have that kind of um, it's visceral it's reflex it action where like I jump out of my seat despite myself. It's kind of like by the time it occurs to me to like kind of jump back, like it's done already. Well, see, that's like you know the headlights and the car horn. Once it happens, like okay, duh. But it's the waiting for it. It's the yeah, anticipation. No, exactly. You know? And Brant thinks something horrible is going to happen here. He's not sure what, like, what would be the worst thing that could happen in his mind? Like, the dude would attack the titular Lebowski, or the titular Lebowski would have a heart attack? Hmm, I don't know. He's just imagining he bad just, His whole life is around pleasing the titular Lebowski. And for the titular Lebowski to be in such distress just distresses him. Brant must live a pretty distressed life because rarely is the titular <laughs> Lebowski pleased. <laughs> He's seldom pleased. I could do another trivia question. Yeah, perfect. Go. Look at that. Mm, I'm I'm nailing this. Okay. What does Bunny Lebowski's vanity license plate say? 
What does Bunny Lebowski's vanity license plate say? There you go. Number three. And I think we should work in a trivia question about the show. Nice. That's a good idea. I can only think of one so far, and it's going to be easy for certain people, but... Like, about this specific episode? No, not necessarily. History but is the of the one show. you're thinking about, about this specific episode? No, it is not. All right, even better. No, it's from a long, long time ago. I'm very curious. Yes, let, let's work in one. You want to just do it now? I'll just say it right in two in a yeah, row? Yeah, let's do it now while we're thinking. Let's show it. Another question. This is question four. Or well, gonna mess see, up your whole system. This is gonna mess up the whole system. We'll call it question. What did I just do? Three. Yeah, that was three. So this will be three A. All right, three A. Yep. What is my least favorite movie? Nice. That's my name's Adam. Hi, Brad. How are you? Hey, Adam. How's it going? Pretty good. I have a very much least favorite movie, don't you I? You do indeed. That's that's going to be a tough one for the listeners to answer, I think. It is. Because while it is hidden in there, I don't think we've talked about it that much, and I don't think you've given it the ranting that you're capable of yet. No, I haven't, but it's but been it's, said. It's been said. It's mm-hmm, been said. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's um now does that count as one of the five? Let's See, count that as one of the five. It's already getting crazy, so then we're we'll only be up to question four, even though four. we had five See, we already we're not very good at this. One more question. You wanna we'll do it now? Till, we'll get to that. Or do you want to do it at the end? We'll do it at the end. Alright, we'll do it at the end. I think we're kind of starting to enter the twilight moments perhaps we are oh we definitely are so i have um one lame audio note not much to talk about here because like you said it's just the dude blathering titular lebowski interrupts him once and the only other noises that i hear are there's just some background noise from outside you know sort of a general sort of Brown noise of like traffic in the distance with once in a while a car coming by. And once in a while, not always, they'll put a little drink ice, ice uh, rattle, drink ice rattle in there. Not all the time. Like you would think he's swinging it around so much you'd be hearing it constantly. So obviously this was designed, which makes me think that perhaps, perhaps they looped this dialogue because you'd be hearing more ice rattling around in that drink but I, I can't say that for sure but it occurred to me that perhaps they looped this <clears throat> meaning they recorded it later and overdubbed it basically right well don't they loop most of the audio well i think they the do your film well, i think they do but you know depending like that scene you talked about earlier with uh, the dude and Brant examining the wall of pictures and accolades. Like, I'm pretty sure that was natural sound. Like, they recorded that there. I think we even had a little mini discussion about that. 
But this one, you'd think they're in a car. They have the windows kind of grayed out, so like they could be in a secluded area with not a lot of traffic. You'd think they could get away with recording this, but they're probably not in a car. The car probably is like cut in half. That's what I was going to say. You know, and it's like open on the one side, and then they shoot it the other way, and it's open on that side. So, hmm. Anyway, my audio note was they also put the creaking of leather seats just here and there, especially at 5029. It's, uh, it's right after he says, what in God's name, what in God's holy name are you blathering about? I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. And I guess it's when he says that and the titular Lebowski and Brandt are kind of like beginning to settle back in their seats, like incredulous that he just said that, like that he has any, like, what are you, how can you, what are you saying? Like what? She kidnapped herself, and they're starting to like just become incredulous yeah, they, that yeah, he can even herself, like argue. They look back. They look at each other, kind of like, hmm. Yeah, now, Brent kind of like looks down and makes his face like, hmm. That's hmm. That's not that. I does not compute. Yes. And so this is curious, and this leads into the next note. And I call it the kidnapped herself look. So now, what is going through Brant's and the titular Lebowski's head right now? This is our ongoing debate. It's, as far as I can tell, it's one of two things. Number one, you know, he, the dude says she kidnapped herself. Option, option A for what's going on inside their heads is, well, that's a confounding thing to say. Because they already know that there's a toe in an envelope. Option two is, how does he know that? Or how does he know that she has not even been kidnapped at all? So it's confounding, but for two very different reasons. Either they're truly confounded... Like, what the hell are you talking about? We've got her toe here. Like, she most definitely has been kidnapped. Or, they're like, he's on to us. How the fuck did he find out? No, I think they're more like... This guy is even a bigger... <laughs> Doofus. ...loser than we thought. <laughs> like, and the, of course, the... Hilarious thing about the scene is the dude is here like, hey, I have special information. For once in my life, I'm actually doing something. Yeah. I got something. And he's going blathering on. on about it. Whereas he really is completely in the dark. Why does he think she kidnapped herself exactly? Just because of conjecture? He hasn't. He hasn't because... Did he have. <laughs> Conversation what, with Maud about this? It's what Maud said. Maud this put, compulsive fornicator is taking my father for the proverbial ride. She's already yeah. said that, right? Yeah. Maud has put... Maud has, in essence, corroborated Walter's theory. Well, it's the dude's theory. 
and now it's the dude's theory. Well, it was the dude's theory well, I guess to it begin with. It was the with, dude's theory originally. He's Walter the one that originally really, uttered it. Yeah. Right, hammered onto it. And then he got like some some tacit corroboration from Maud, at least in his mind. Yeah, okay. And the dude, again, he's then coming from Maud's in the limo with Damarera, all happy. Like, hey, this is all great. I didn't really lose a million dollars. I'm going to be able to give him some new shit that's come to light. Yeah, they're not going to, uh, they're not going to kill that poor girl. And then the next minute, the hammer gets laid down a little bit. Yes. And the next minute, he goes back. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. It's the roller coaster ride. All right. Real quick now. Let's wrap this shit up. But, um, I have a real quick Lindsay Lohan update. And I guess we could put this in the show notes, but she was on Jimmy Fallon. Did you know that he hosts The Tonight Show now? <laughs> Jimmy Why, Fallon? Yes, I did, Adam. Huh. I wasn't really aware of that until like a week ago, maybe. I'm not, you know, you follow the trades, Brad, and I just, I, I don't do. keep up with them like I should. But anyway, she was on Jimmy Fallon, and they had a water battle fight. So if you want to see Lindsay Lohan in her white outfit get uh, water thrown on her face and chest, you can follow this link. All right, excellent. Yep, we'll put it on in there. Then I had something that tickled my fancy about uh, why time is divided into the increments that it is, but... That has ceased to be interesting to me, so I'm not going to talk about it. And, um... Dreams, movies we've seen, I'm not into that either. I I just... I'll I'll say this. The season finale of True Detective, which I thought was pretty great, there was a T-Bone Burnett reference, and uh, Nick Pizzolato, I guess that's how you pronounce his name, something like that, he watched the season finale, the West Coast airing of it, at Matthew McConaughey's house with T-Bone Burnett. They watched the season finale together. So there you go. T-Bone Burnett, Burnett, uh, musical archivist for The Big Lebowski. Did a kick-ass job with the music for Mm. Detective. Oh, that sets the whole mood. Kidding me? In many ways, that makes the show so moody and like, like you can f- like feel the underbelly of that part of this great country through the music. Sparse, I think, is a good word to describe it. Very sparse. All right, if you got anything else, now's the time. Well, let's, we could uh, wrap up with the final question. We got one more question. All right, here, let me get it. Cue it up here. All right, one more. Oh, this is a good one. See, I don't know all of these. I, I've been pers- purposefully avoiding looking at this quiz just because I didn't want to spoil it. 
I realize now that there's a quiz and then there's a quiz with all the answers. So I'm not looking at the quiz with all the answers. But I don't know all of these answers. I don't know the answers to all these questions. But anyway, here's the last question. This is a, for a chance to win a Big Lebowski t-shirt from the Little Lebowski shop. What musical group performs the Spanish version of Hotel California in the film? Mm, we've discussed this in the show. Yes, we have. So, what musical group so performs everyone the Spanish get version this one. of Hotel California? Because I know film? you've all listened to every episode. Every second. They wait with bated breath for every word that drips from our cavernous black hole mouths. But the curious thing about a black hole mouth is that no words can escape from it. All right. <coughs> Brad? Adam? Thank you. No, thank you. No. No, thank you. Thank you. Boop, dick! Alrighty then. We could do it. Doesn't always have to be an epic wind down. Sometimes you just stop. Next time on Gutterball. That had not occurred to us, dude.